0: You are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis your circle stay tuned and stay high folks high tv welcome back to another episode of high tv's cannabis news now And these last few episodes have been unlike other Cannabis News Now podcast episodes. We all know why. What we're experiencing is world-changing, world-renowned, and we'll be talking about it for the foreseeable future. I mean, in the short term, we'll probably be joking around about how we still have some quarantine weight on when we're at the beach and that's the reason why we're at the beach with a t-shirt on in in the water <laughs> like nah you've had that weight for years now imagine using that excuse in like 2025 listen quarantine was five years ago if you haven't lost weight since then don't blame the quarantine but seriously we're experiencing something now where it looks like we're starting to open up and if you haven't noticed even though we've had you know less time outside it seems like even hep international Post on instagram has not been on par. As you know, I run an Instagram page, Hemp International, where we post information, news, things to keep the community updated, and to keep the cannabis community, rather, updated on everything hemp, cannabis, CBD, THC, and in between and it looks like I've dialed back because I've been shifting my focus to build something along on the side. It doesn't mean Hemp International is dead. It doesn't mean anything like that. I just realized the amount of negativity that had made come out due to Hemp International and I realized uh, part of the community have grown. Um, if you guys don't know, I don't really share you know, my face or my likeness on my page because I kind of had this in the back of my mind as to what the general hemp community is. As you know, hemp is something that's very American. As you know, Americans produced hemp years ago and The flag was made out of hemp, and the Constitution was made out of hemp. It was so American. And that level of patriotism is. Often when you find individuals in America is also followed by those who may have underlying racist tones or may just be, you know, uneducated on things that may have to deal with minorities. So me knowing this and understand, you know, what I wanted you to be be successful, I kind of dialed back and made sure I focus on the information alone just so that there weren't any ne- negative connotations to what I was doing. And guess what? It worked well. I mean, we've gotten, what, up to 39,000 followers now. Great. And as of recent, as you know, I've uh, made some posts that at least was expressing things I felt like I need to bring to the forefront if I'm going to run a responsible platform. Right. And after I understand the community, I've grown on the Instagram page. It almost made me a bit fall a bit out of love with the community I've generated. Right. The, the individuals who I've connected to, the individuals who have been given information and helping them out in their education. It was a letdown It was a letdown to know that a lot of people who are in my network seemingly, you know, if they saw who I was, recognize who Hamilton National actually is and who's behind it, then they're probably much more of a negative standpoint on who's ever behind it. And I didn't like that. So I did decide to purposely agitate them to get them out, you know, as a way to filter, if you will. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's like I put a uh, racist Brita filter on my Hamilton National page, and it worked. I mean, I lost, like, hundreds not hundreds, a hundred plus followers in the day. I mean, overall, I've lost, probably lost like a thousand followers over the time being during this coronavirus time. And it's great because it's almost like a purge. And I'm not talking about the movie where everyone's on a murderous rampage with mask on. It's more of like when you see individuals who may be going through addiction or troubles in their life take hallucinogens like ayahuasca, aka DMT. And when you take these certain drugs, they tend to, uh, one, cause an ego death, but even more important to this, to this example is cause a purge one where you would purge out physically vomit or, you know, excrete and purge out these negative, uh, thought press thought processes and ideologies that become your identity to create a new, better future. And that's what I guess I was doing with Epic international, right? Give it a break, you know, lose who you want to lose. Those people weren't, weren't really down for you anyway. And what your thought processes are, and they can come back brand new so if you're a podcast listener and you're also enjoying the Hemp International page trust me we're not gone we see what other cannabis hemp media pages are doing we're not gone we're just taking a break I feel like the whole world is taking a break I thought it was time for Hemp, hemp International to do the same it's been like what four years plus of me just going hard on this whole thing and what I told you the other product I was working on while on this break was building my own CBD and hemp brand You know, I was one who talked about, reviewed, and showed the the world really what these brands had to offer, what was good about them, what wasn't good about them. I thought it was only right that I do something that I'm passionate about, that I use normally, and offer it back to the world with the same expertise I applied towards these other brands I may have been reviewing. And so you've seen on International, most of the posts now are of the Instagram page, Get Like Weed, right? And that's for the brand name, Like Weed. And as you know, Hemp flour, if you smoke hemp flour, you enjoy it, however you do it, steep it in tea, you know, vape it, it's definitely like weed. I mean, it's a perfect explanation, in my opinion, to describe what hemp flour is if you were to smoke it. I mean, just imagine, imagine you outside, coronavirus gone, mask gone, everybody's healthy and happy and safe, right? Future. Future. And you had a smoke session Let's say you're out in the social function It's time to go to the back and smoke outside And someone brings out something They're like, hey, what is that? Is that weed? Come join the sesh And they say, well, it's not weed, it's like weed It's CBD, not THC and they're like, but what's the point of smoking it if it doesn't get you high? I mean, it may not get me high, but it gets me relaxed. And that's kind of something that I want to you know, bring to the world because as a person who loves THC, I've realized how if you use it in excess, I'm not saying if you use it plainly, but in excess, you can see a possibility for it to increase you know, anxiety and things of that nature. And as someone who had had episodes of anxiety in the past, I thought it was something great to help out people who are similar to me and they had the same experiences as me and so far we're doing well. And, uh cannabis community have responded beautifully i mean they love the brand name and we're specializing in not just bringing any type of hemp flower right because we have billy bob out in west virginia growing his uh growing his hemp fields and he's not really focused on producing the best quality hemp he's focused on producing a product as a commodity right he was probably growing soybeans like that guy jeffrey you know a couple episodes back who got his uh hemp crop stolen check that episode out in the past hilarious episode of did a whole whole voiceover of the guy Jeffrey during this interview but in other case the hemp flower that we're producing is indoor quality it's high quality it looks just like weed like it looks just like the THC you love and enjoy for years has the same terpene profile their aromatic smells good and it looks like weed and when you smoke it it tastes like it as well only difference is you're not getting high and so people are either mixing a cbd flour with a thc or they're just smoking it by itself and if you haven't noticed in hemp international i've showed you guys cbd hemp flour since 2016 before the before it became even an industry in the states i've showed you guys it and was kind of dipping my toes in the water even ordering cbd hemp flour from switzerland when it was a huge market in, in europe because europe didn't have legalization of any kind their only THC they can enjoy openly and freely in stores was CBD flour and so the same thing is happening here in states where THC isn't as readily available but individuals may need it for medicinal reasons not just recreational to relax their anxiety but they may have pain you know they may have uh, uh, other debilitating diseases and conditions that need relief and CBD flour does a trick for them you know and I'm happy for it. I'm happy I can provide that to the world and the country and people who are going through these things. And I apologize firsthand for those who have been with Hemp National for years and realize the downgrade in content quality or the lack of content overall. Just know that I'm working hard. The same hard work you see me put into Hemp National, I'm putting the same thing into Get Like Weed to make sure that it doesn't grow, not in followers, but it grows in helping individuals with whatever ailments they may have. You know, people love CBD and I love CBD, but I love it in flower form. And I'm sure others will too So now with that brief, kind of long intro Let's go into what today's episode is going to be about As you know, we do quick hits And then we're going to deep dive into these topics To make sure you get a full understanding and breadth About what is going on in the cannabis industry So here we go, quick hits Corona news. We're going to touch about what's going on in uh, the MMJ M- scene. It looks like similar to what's happening in the pharmaceutical industry. It looks like the industry is transitioning into telemedicine instead of going to your doctor's office for any minor ailment that's not coronavirus you're just going on your phone you're facetiming your doctor and doctors going through your symptoms and writing a prescription right then and there thus keeping both you and the doctor safe from any type of corona exposure beautiful and the same thing's happening in the cannabis market more on that coming up soon okay we have how san francisco decides to handle their homeless population as you know san francisco is a tech hub. All right, that's Silicon Valley. That's where all the big bucks are. All right, billion with a B, all over the place. Okay, all the biggest companies, you know, they're in San Francisco. Uber started there. Facebook is there. All right, Amazon did not start there, but I'm sure they have an office there as well, or at least some genius computer engineers working with them. But. But that's not the case. The case is that they're using cannabis and giving uh, cannabis, nicotine and alcohol to the homeless community while they're in uh, the shelter. Because, as you know, these individuals may not be in the right mind state. And when they're in a shelter, not able to deal with their vices or have their vices, they're going to now have an increased level of unrest. And it's not going to be a good case to carry in there. More on that later. Next thing we have, the 420 numbers is in. As you know, the weed holiday that we all love and enjoy, and I told you guys a nice story about 422 episodes ago, the numbers are in as to how this corona epidemic has affected 420 sales. Now, before I talk about it, I want you to think, do you think 420 sales went up or do you think 420 sales went down? The answer may not be as easy as you think. All right, we're gonna talk about how which state is doing well despite... Social distancing and quarantining Who's having the most sales I've ever had since January 1st A.K.A. when they legalized cannabis That's coming up Alright, we're going to deep dive Alright, we're going to deep dive, deep hit Chicago, whatever you want to call it We're going to go into what's going on with high times Alright, we've talked about high times before But I want to kind of deep dive into it Because I'll, I'll get into it, man You guys see what's happening on the outside I'm sure you have the emails if you're signed up with uh, high times You're getting bewildered with them But we'll get into that later. And last but not least, we have cannabis reforms. Ben and Jerry joins activists in the call for cannabis reforms. And this is happening in California. This is happening in Oklahoma. This is happening in my home state of Florida, all right? Now, first things first, let's start with Corona news. Let's get it out the way, all right? So real quick, San Francisco is offering cannabis and other drugs to help those unhoused in shelter. Excuse me, those are unhoused shelter in place. Like I mentioned before, you know, San Francisco has a high amount of taxes because they have high earning individuals. So that allows them to have the money available to treat their homeless a bit better than other cities in the country. You know, it's some it's put it this way. Cops get paid off of the taxes of the local individuals in the area. So with that being said, you can imagine Beverly Hills has the highest paid one of the highest paid rather police officers in the whole country simply because their residents are of high income and therefore their taxes are high income. So those individuals are, get, are driving around in much more expensive cars, they have much more expensive tech and they have much more expensive salaries. And that example is, is used to say, the example used to say, the example is used to illustrate rather that San Francisco has the funds available to provide the homeless with these vices so that they can be comfortable at least during this coronavirus. And it's interesting. I remember there's a few conspiracy theories going around as to why the homeless individuals aren't catching corona. I mean, I don't think that the homeless people aren't catching corona, and because you think it's not being reported, that it's not happening, just just think about it. Think logically. If If, if individuals are homeless and they're out on the streets, they don't have medical insurance. They can't just check into, you know, a regular hospital and get treatment because they need health insurance. And so they may have coronavirus, and a lot of them are probably just dying out in the streets. I mean, it's sad. It's really is sad it's sad to see how we treat animals in this country better than we treat people but that's another episode for another day i realize every time i say another episode for another day the episode never comes but i promise you they're coming if y'all could put together a compilation of the times i said another episode for another day i'll go ahead and go ahead and i'll go ahead and do them give me a list i'll do them for you uh but yeah shout out to san francisco for treating their homeless individuals the right way and doing their best to make them comfortable doing this coronavirus. Uh, people are up in arms saying that they shouldn't use tax dollars that they work hard for on homeless individuals to get their nicotine, to get their cannabis, to get their alcohol, because it's not helping them. If he was getting them food and clothes, they'd be much more happier. But you got to realize you can give them food, clothes and all these things, but they don't have the vices with them. They may lose their minds and you don't want a bunch of homeless, crazy homeless people in one shelter. I'm sure it's going to look like Hunger Games or something. You know what I'm saying? Like one last cigarette in the homeless shelter. (laughs) All right. No, that's that's a bad joke. Bad taste. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Corona news. Next up, we have MJ MMJ State's pivot to telemedicine. All right. You guys know what telemedicine is. I already explained it. You FaceTime your doctor. You're in your house, in your pajamas. Your doctor's in the pajamas, too. But chances are the doctor got on a nice shirt and his lab coat or her lab coat. And they're in the pajamas, too. Right. They're just looking more professional on the top end of everything. This is what hospitals are doing to lower the spread of coronavirus and protect both its employees and the doctors and civilians in us, me and you, who may want to contact a doctor about a sore throat or migraine or any other ailment they be feeling, but you can't go into hospitals and doctor offices because you're afraid of getting corona, which is much more deadly for some people. And so it looks like the same sentiment is being seen in the MMJ industry, and it's amazing. It's amazing that technology can be implemented in this way to allow cannabis to be spread in the way it is. When I was working at a medical marijuana company, it was amazing to me to see how advanced this thing has come. And I, didn't, I wasn't even wasn't even in rather a recreational state, but still, we were able to have people call us up order their cannabis, come to the dispensary, pick it up, they're on their way, right? We can set up their order for them and have it ready by the time they come up. And that to me was amazing. And in a way that was telemedicine, but this one is even better because you can get your cannabis prescriptions, all right, via the phone. Instead of the doctor having you come in and talking to you and having you pay the fee, you pay the fee online, I guess somehow your doctors get your medical history. He or she makes you available to get medical marijuana, signs you up, and you're good to go. So I'm sure we're going to be seeing a rise in medical marijuana patients during this time because I'm sure people are now exploring. They're bored. They're more fascinated. They want to try something new. I mean, how many times can you watch Netflix until it's like, yo, there's nothing else to watch? You know what I'm saying? Because you're stuck at home. You're You're in the house, bored, bored in the house. All right? So this is probably gonna have a positive impact in the future, even when corona passes by. Even when this dark cloud that floats around us that has us wearing masks. Yeah, I'll tell you a funny story. So I'm eating pizza, all right? My, my grandma says, yo, Dez, I want some pizza. Can you bring me some pizza? I'm like, I got you, I got you, grandma, no problem. I go I go to the nearest place around me that makes pizza like just like they do in New York City I mean it's on point all right I mean like we're in Florida and you're in New Yorker you understand that pizza that tastes like home is very rare to come by so this is one spot where both of us who used to live in New York City go to eat pizza because it gives us that kind of feeling of being back in the Bronx and having pizza readily available everywhere of the highest quality, best in the world. So we go to this shop. The owner is from New York City. I pick up the pizza. I deliver it to grandma. We're eating. Now, here's the funny part, all right? I just mentioned masks. So we're all afraid of corona, but I realize as time passed by, it looks like everyone is getting more comfortable with coronavirus, right? My grandma knows that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm an essential worker now, so I'm out in the world, moving around, not just stuck in the house, and I can be potentially contaminated with coronavirus right so as we're eating the pizza that i delivered to her she takes off her mask takes a bite of the pizza and puts her puts her mask back on to stay safe (laughs) like imagine someone with a with a with a curved Curled pizza in their hand. All right, they're about to eat the pizza. They take the other hand, lower the mask, take a bite, and pull the mask back up. I'm like, yo, Grandma, what you doing? If I had a, if I had the virus, you would've know by now. I mean, come on, do you really have to do that? Like, enjoy your pizza. She's like, hey, listen. It's going to kill me, not you, baby. It's like, all right, all right, all right, you got it. You got it, Grandma. But Anyway, back to what I was saying. So it's going to be amazing to see as we get more comfortable and more healthy and more, uh, or excuse me, less anxious about the coronavirus to see if this will persist. I think in the MMJ market, this will increase mmj signups i think it would increase you know cannabis ordering as i told you what we were doing was over the phone imagine you could facetime somebody face to face you're much more comfortable talking face to face than you are on the phone because you're seeing the person you're building rapport you're building trust and as a businessman from a brand perspective if you can have friendly faces with friendly voices and a friendly personality to match right and you're selling cannabis to these older individuals who may have some apprehension when it comes to medical marijuana and cannabis overall, that can do wonders to opening up and making them more comfortable because instead of them just talking on the phone and hearing a voice, it's like they're talking to their grandson or granddaughter and they can trust their grandson or granddaughter who has all the information needed about cannabis and they can build that trust and trust is everything when it comes to a business, especially cannabis and especially in states like Florida where we have a large older population who need cannabis. And speaking of which, there's some things changing up in Florida. We're going to get into what's happening in Florida pretty soon. Stay tuned. All right. Moving on to 420 numbers are in. As you know, 420 is a time where all of us buy up the weed. All right. We do things we don't normally do every day. Because if you smoke weed every day, what are you going to do on 420? You're just going to smoke more weed than you normally do. Right? We're probably going to roll a cross joint, you know, do something silly. All right. Roll up like a five gram blunt just because we can, you know, and just do things out Had what's the word, haphazardly, haphazardly, right? Yeah, we're gonna do things haphazardly, all right? Because it's 420, it's time to celebrate. It's time for us to enjoy this thing we call weed, all right? So 420 numbers are in. Now, I asked you guys a question. Did you think that 420 had higher sales or lower sales compared to 2019? Most of you guys probably thought, of course the numbers are higher. You know why the numbers are higher? You just told us a couple of weeks ago that sales in April and March have skyrocketed due to the stay-at-home order. People are at home bored, they're in the house bored, and they're buying a lot more weed. They're either getting it delivered, they're going to pick it up curbside. I mean, we're seeing the numbers. The numbers show that the sales are up. So I would presume on a date like 420, sales are going to be up. However, buddy, Sorry to tell you, it looks like you're wrong. It looks like sales on 420 is actually down. And it's down, which is surprised to me too, because I also, I told you guys information, right? I showed you guys on, on Instagram on Hepatron National that sales after the quarantine was implemented by the states caused a surge in cannabis sales because, because people were hoarding. They, they, they thought that weed was gonna be available. It was gonna shut down soon. I mean, they were told that cannabis was an essential business and they got to remain open. They're not like restaurants who I'm honestly deep down very worried about the restaurant industry because even in states where things are opening up slowly, these restaurants are only able to stay around or have capacity upwards of 20 to 30%. And a lot of you guys know if you have experience, you've probably worked as a waiter or a waitress. These restaurants are barely struggling to survive at 90 100% you know occupancy. So can imagine what's going to happen when these guys hit are only allowed 30% occupancy. They're not going to have the sales, they're not going to have the numbers and guess what? Rent is only being canceled in New York City for the month of March and they're considering doing it for April. Alright, and the rent that, that and the rent that's owed, guess what? It has to be paid back in full. They're just suspending it. it doesn't mean like they're canceling the rent payment. <laughs> they're not canceling shit. Alright? they they're suspending it and you have to pay back what you owe in March and April. So I mean, yeah, you can go ahead and get the PPP loan that pays your employees like twenty thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, but how long would that last when your occupancy is only thirty percent? Really scary stuff, man. I walk into the pizza shop like I told you earlier and there was only three people in there. Normally, that pizza shop is packed. I'm telling you, the pizza is the best in the area. It tastes like New York pizza, all right? It's not just some Italian joint that says that it's New York pizza and doesn't taste like it. These people ship the water, all right, in gallons from New York City. Has a guy in a truck transporting water, all right, to Florida so that they have the New York water that's used to make the pizza in New York. They use, they use the same water here in Florida. Now, the reason why they do that is New York has some of the cleanest water in the 50 states, in America, in the U.S., I should say, and Florida has very uh, hard water. It's not very tasteful if you're brushing your teeth. It has sulfur in it. I mean, when I first, yo, I kid you not, when I first came down to Florida, all right, I was in college, I went to go brush my teeth the first night, all right? I, I put a toothpaste on the toothbrush, you know what I mean? Dip the water, dip the water, dip the toothbrush, under the faucet Went to brush my teeth And I kid you not I spit it right back out <laughs> How bougie is that I'm like yo But this tastes like shit Yo is there something wrong With the water All right, Hey all right. Is this something Is there something wrong With the water What's wrong with this Um no Everything Everything is fine Is it brown or something No it just tastes like shit <laughs> And the reason why It tastes weird To someone like myself Who used to New York tap water Is that there's a lot of sulfur In, in Florida water And Florida water Is not very clean So I urge you to boil Florida water Before you drink it From the tap um, but I kind of got behind myself there, but yes, the sales are low in across the board, except for Illinois. It looks like Illinois who legalized cannabis January 1st has the highest numbers of sales they have had since legalizing, which is very, very amazing to think that not only is there a global pandemic, but people are quarantined, they're at home, they can't leave, but yet they have the highest number of sales. So, so far they've brought in, so far, but in total they brought in $37.3 million in the month of April alone. Now, it's probably a depends on where you are basis. If you're in one state, maybe sales are higher. If you're in another, another state, sales are probably lower. And if you think about it, in states that hold the weight, right, of the most sales, like California, like a... Uh, Colorado or Washington or Oregon, those states that have been legalized that have much more cannabis available and therefore much more cannabis bought, their numbers are probably down tremendously. But it's say like Illinois is where it's still so brand new, we're seeing sales spark up. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, cannabis similar to alcohol is a recreational thing. It's a vice to some people's eyes and others is medicine. So I see where the sales can, you know, increase in certain areas and where it depletes in others. Cause if you see, if you saw the numbers spike up, all right, in March and when Corona started to occur, like Massachusetts, where they were like having protests, trying to keep both recreational and MMJ open, people probably bought all the cannabis they could possibly think of. You know what I'm saying? With the last remaining dollars they had, I'm exaggerating. And because they had such a large amount of cannabis on, on hand, why would they go ahead and buy more cannabis on 420? And generally, the reason why sales spike on 420 is because not only do people want to celebrate the holiday, the weed holiday, people also. Damn. See, sometimes when you smoke cannabis, your short term memory is bad. But as I was saying, not only do people. <laughs> Bear with me, yo. Corona hit this this Corona memory right here. But not only do people buy cannabis to enjoy the holiday, people also enjoy canna- uh, buy cannabis on 420 for the sales. A lot of things are on sale; they're discounted, and so you're getting more for your buck. All right, you're saving money; you're getting more more bang for your buck. But uh, yeah, man, I'm surprised by 420 sales being down. In all honesty, I'm thinking if everybody's home, they got nothing to do. What else is there to do but buy you some? Ganja. Alright, so uh, shout out to Illinois and uh, much love to the MMJ companies who have lower sales this month and probably have low employees coming in and, and all of that. And have lost employees to this coronavirus. I mean, first of all, as a New Yorker, I want to send my condolences, my, my deepest, deepest condolences to anybody who was in the New York State, New York City region and have lost a loved one or have someone close to them who has lost a loved one. Because the stories I'm hearing coming from New York City are absolutely gut wrenching. I mean, to lose a mother, to lose a father, a daughter, a son. All right. Even an auntie cousins. I mean, this thing is rolling through individuals left and right. And if you're out there listening and you have, you know, health ailments that make you susceptible, please, please be safe. Because these stories are no joke. I mean, CNN is doing a great job of putting fear back into the American people just as the country's opening up as you know I don't know if you know CNN has posted a video coming straight from Ecuador showing bodies being piled up Uh, a son was trying to find his father to determine whether his father is one of the bodies being thrown into the truck of bodies and to no avail right and the reason why that as you know if you're diagnosed with coronavirus, your family can't come see you in your last moments. Your family just has to get notified that you have passed and they will go ahead and cremate your body and or dispose of it in another way. So with that being said, again, this is my little moment to say stay safe, you know, all that jazz, you know, and oh, in cannabis news, cannabis has been shown to help not prevent, but help strengthen your ability to fight off the coronavirus. Now you're like, High TV. Why is that? How is that possible? Isn't corona? Isn't corona something that affects your lungs? Doesn't cannabis inflict your lungs with the flakes of ash and amber that go into it every time you smoke? You're absolutely right. And that yes, that can make you more susceptible. However, the natural biolistic, biolistic, the, the the natural biological response by the body that ingests cannabinoids that come from cannabis is to do what, my friends and family homeostasis, all right, homeostasis, as you know, is a fancy bi- uh, biology term that means body imbalance, all right, homeostasis, body Balanced. So, with that being said, if your body's in balance, it can help your immune system, you know, get to a level in which there's decreased inflammation. As you know, inflammation leads to diseases, and inflammation can lead to a lot of other chronic ailments. So, if you can lower your inflammation that can come from in taking CBD, CBG, or THC, you can go ahead and increase your ability for your immune system to work without having causing much damage. As you know, when your immune system is pumping, it causes a lot of inflammation. Now, think about this: your immune system, your wife blood cells like a car it's a white van but not the creepy kind like the the one that's like ice cream on (laughs) it i don't know where my brain went just now but imagine your white blood cell follow me follow me imagine your blood cells are a a vehicle all right white vehicle that every time it does work every time this vehicle has to travel to fight off this disease it expels uh fumes right cars expel fumes aka carbon monoxide or whatever you want to call it And cells excrete waste that can be very damaging and toxic to the body, especially in excess. So if you're fighting off the coronavirus and you're expelling these uh, waste from these cells from doing work, you're then creating inflammation in the body, which can then cause a bunch of other issues. So if you can decrease inflammation overall, you're allowing your body to do its thing without having to worry about the ramifications of fighting said disease and or ailment. Just a thought. Uh, the study actually just came out. I'll probably post it on National tonight because I told you guys on a podcast on Monday. But uh look out for that Monday, uh Monday evening. So I, I I work now, I work eight to six. It's crazy. But uh back to the next story. All right, we're gonna deep dive on high times and their fuckery in my opinion but before we do that let's go ahead and take a break and when i come back we're going to talk about the cannabis reforms what ben and jerry is doing what's happening in california and what's happening in florida and then we can deep dive into what the fuck happened to high times jesus christ welcome back from the break don't you guys hate it when you have somebody that steals your lighter like you know you you are nice enough to be social to lend a cannabis hand to another friend of yours. And next thing you know, a lighter goes missing. And here's the thing about lighters. You probably have many of them if you're a cannabis smoker, so you're not tripping over it. But maybe you just like this lighter a little bit more than the rest, right? This one looks cool. The fire's great. Whatever it is. Whatever you have connected to that lighter, you like that one the best. Maybe it's the color. You like green. <laughs> Go figure. But then next thing you know, you in a session probably days weeks down the line you smoke with his friend again and next you know that light is gone don't you hate that anyway that's probably one of the good things about the quarantine is that even though the quarantine sucks there are probably some good things in this life change even though maybe some people are making less money maybe you know you're bored at home at least you're at home you have more time available let's do the top five things that are great about the coronavirus number one obviously No one's stealing your lighters. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You got to enjoy your cannabis, your lighters are safe. All right? Hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your lighters. And now you don't got to because you were at home during the quarantine. Next up, you get to binge watch all the shows you didn't really get to watch because you were so busy. Life got you pulled left, right, up, and center. And you don't really have time to really sit down, relax, put your feet up, and watch the shows you have interest in, or movies, or catch up on things you wanted to watch. Now you can catch up on everything you didn't see, And you have more time to enjoy it. Next up, food. You guys are probably trying recipes you wanted to make. You guys have time to look up recipes, make them. And let's be honest, we all love food. And chances are your cannabis user, you got the munchies. So you're going to go ahead and enjoy this cannabis the best way you can by making up some fire-ass recipes. Or get creative, right? That's three things. Number four, no traffic. There's nobody on the roads right now if you're driving, you don't have to b- bump your horn at some idiot. All the idiots at home, quarantine. You know what I'm saying? No, one, That asshole that cut you off for no reason or just tailgates you way too close for no for, for no reason at all or just general traffic on the road being stuck there bored. You don't have to worry about that. Quarantine. It's either you're at home not driving so you're not getting stressed flipping off that guy who who you flip off every time. It's the pickup truck. For some reason, pickup trucks are always the worst drivers ever and always have a trump stick on the back. But anyway, that's number four. Number five, the fifth thing that is great about the quarantine. You know what, maybe I can't come up with this one. I'm putting the onus on you. If you can give me the fifth of top five things that are great during this quarantine and maybe you're personally enjoying and maybe others will go ahead and try and share that somehow. Either on Instagram, if you hit me up on Hemp International in the DMs, I'll answer you. I'll let you know which... I'll put up the fifth, the five top things that's great about cannabis, or excuse me, great about quarantine, and I'll include your this and tag you in it. And maybe I'll mention on the podcast if it's good enough and relatable. Anyway, now that you're back from the show and we will kind of, you know brought ourselves to somewhat of a comfortable conversational medium because I didn't want you to come back from the break and I'm just blah here's the news you know I don't want to be all up in your face I don't want to do that you know I want to keep keep it cool what cannabis uses cannabis got the C in it. C stand for cool even though that C stand for corny just now as so I have no clue I, I even said that but into cannabis reforms we have talked we have uh uh Ben and Jerry joining the action of reforming cannabis we have Florida deciding to get into the fray and also California now as a blanket statement, you know what's been happening with with cannabis legalization. It almost seems like they made this industry to fail or they made this industry with so many hoops to jump over. And it's with well-due reason, if you understand what's maybe going on on the back end. I mean, you know, as mentioned in many podcasts, politicians make laws. Politicians are also persuaded by companies who have money. Money is one of the most ultimate persuaders. All right. And you have an industry that's poised to make so much money. That money isn't being made and poof out of nowhere. It's taking money from somewhere else to pull it into this industry. And naturally, we all know what those culprits are. Right. The pharmaceuticals, yada, 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 and yada. Canvas takes money out of many people's mouths. I mean, food, but you get the idea. So that being said, we want people in the cannabis community want change, all right? People want to see better access into the industry. People want to see better products, and people want to be entrepreneurs. However, cannabis has seemingly through legalization, probably the rushing of legalization due to a potential capitalistic gain, i.e., I'm about to make a company... I'm getting so many founders, I'm generating all this cash needed to form a cannabis company, and it's not legal yet, but I have everything ready. I have the warehouses, I have my potential growers who may be hired. I have everything planned out from seed to soil to employees, right? That, that takes a lot of money and planning. Money is here in my pocket. Now, in order to get cannabis legalized so I can get all of what I just spent to fruition, I'm going to go ahead and you know, fund money to these groups. I'm going to go ahead and lobby. I'm going to do all these various activities that can fast track legalization, which as a community we love, but the fast tracking of cannabis legalization also led to it being only good for those large privatized companies, those vertical integration companies. And one of which, which I've mentioned numerous times on the podcast is Florida. Is Florida. Florida's medical marijuana, not recreational. So it's legal, but it's only halfway there. It's not at the end goal. And due to that, the customers or patients have to pay this money every single month and they have to jump through their own hoops in order to even use the cannabis in the first place. It's not like it's recreational where all you need to be is 21. Next up, those individuals who produce this quote-unquote medicine to these customers, quote-unquote patients, is another hoop that they have to go pay all this monies and dollars to. So it does not allow small businesses to enter excuse me. So two courses, two cases rather arose in order to determine that Florida medical marijuana operations are deemed unconstitutional to the state of Florida. And the reason why they're saying this is it: the vertical integration business that's allowed to flourish while the others are able to drown in murky waters is the fact that if you let the big companies grow, you allow more money to your pockets because you can control where the money's going. If you allow horizontal, you know, businesses to occur, i.e., I'm not just, you know, growing the cannabis, I'm not just doing the branding, I'm not just a dispensary. So I'm retail and I'm and I'm the manufacturer. So you don't have any of these middlemen in between. You're now allowing these one and few companies to exist to eat up all the market share. And the big companies are worried that the horizontal companies, the smaller ones that are doing the middlemen jobs and whatnot they're gonna eat away at their profits, they're gonna eat away at their sales, and they're probably gonna sell a product at maybe, who knows, a better quality, right? If you're growing in smaller amounts, you make better food. If mom is making home, homemade food for you when you was a kid, I guarantee you it tastes better than what you had a lunch made for the masses. Just the honest truth. So in one case, I'm gonna read, involves whether Florida's vertically interracial, wow, interracial, what? One case involves whether Florida's vertically integrated business model for its MMJ industry violates the state constitution. Next, the other involves whether a recreational marijuana ballot proposal can go before voters in years. So on the bottom note. Yes, it's unconstitutional. So this case is probably going to be one. And two, is going to lead to a lot more other cannabis businesses arriving. Now, three, what I think personally, not based off this article, my personal opinion, is that, look, once you allow horizontal businesses to occur and not just vertical, the vertical, the same vertically companies, uh, as I just explained, who has the finances available to persuade a law to become, you know, legal for their own gain can also persuade them to pursue something else like recreational so that they maintain the market share they're afraid to lose right now if they go full recreational you allow horizontal because you're the biggest and the baddest you can go ahead and acquire all these other companies if you're producing medical marijuana it's not about company acquisition in a way i mean you can but it's not really the main business model as recreational it's more about having the being compliant, you know, following everything needed to be a medicine, whereas recreational just producing a product for a profit, which these medical marijuana companies are doing, yes, but they have to make sure that they are medicinally profound and they follow all rules and regulations and stipulations meant by the governing body of that state. So instead of me just rambling on about this, what I'm really getting at here is that, yes, there's an opportunity for horizontal businesses in Florida to grow and flourish once this case Is won by those parties who believe it's unconstitutional. Yeah, I'm saying it as if it's already true, but I I think it's honestly going to happen. It really is unconstitutional, and Florida makes more money if they allow it. And secondly, if the recreational vote comes in, Florida can already prove that they're going to make tax money. Florida can already prove that they're going to get money from from travelers and tourism in the future. Why? Florida has some of the highest amount of tourism in all of the state. Number one probably being to Disneyland from around the world. Now add that amount of tourism to Miami Beach, to Disneyland, to the old rich people going to Naples and Sarasota and places like those and Trump going to West Palm. You have high net worth individuals going to Florida to enjoy the sun. All right, And those tourists are going to buy cannabis if they enjoy it. So if it's recreational and they don't need to have a medical marijuana license like the snowbirds have to get who really live in Pennsylvania, New York, and then and the uh and the north, what do you call that shit? The the Northeast. There's gonna be so much more tax money available for the government. I mean it's just clear as day. So In all Florida, look out for a much more open and accessible cannabis industry to arrive here in the state and also look forward to recreational marijuana being a potential reality. And if you're an entrepreneur or gondrepreneur, if you listen to this podcast, go ahead and start thinking about your ways to find yourself in that industry because the doors will be opening up soon. No longer will it be $50 million cannabis licensing. I promise you that. A CBD license here in Florida costs $685. That's not a lot. Compared to the $50 million contract, that's ridiculous. All right, next up on cannabis reforms, we have Ben and Jerry joins the fray, aka California is hoping for changes to regulations, including lower taxes. We'll probably have to wait until the pandemic dies down and lawmakers have more time to address non-coronavirus legislation, right? very obvious. California's focus is solely on fighting this coronavirus, as everybody's focus is. So the cries and the protests and the actions taken before the coronavirus peaked around the country or in the in the United States, they were having interest in looking to see whether it's true that the cannabis industry in California has some racist overtones or are denying licensing towards those who are are of minority descent, as you know, California has a huge not only African American Black population, but also a Latino Mexican population. And there's individuals who are Latino there that have enough, you know, economic liquidity and ambition to jump into the cannabis industry, but they're not getting the licenses as others are. You know, many have said the same thing happened in Detroit and in in Michigan overall. Insert well in certain places, I should say rather. Individuals who file to get a cannabis license Has everything in order needed to get the license Right, pass every check But percentage wise Less African Americans were being awarded The licenses And they were saying it's because of some type of racist action So they've done their investigation in Detroit What the result is Or was, I don't know what California's result will be, we're not going to know until coronavirus fades away because, I mean, who cares about the weed stuff if you focus on saving lives from this pandemic? Let's be real. And before I keep you guys waiting, let's deep dive into what the fuck is happening with High Times. And the, the angry connotation I have with High Times is you guys know this. I've spoken about this. High Times is a classic, legendary, individual, individual Entity in the cannabis industry, all right, all but not even an in industry, but in cannabis culture overall. Now, when you're a cultural, you know mainstay what's the word I'm looking for we we are co- we are cultural focal point for a for millions of people right not even in America but also around the world from as a magazine you can imagine the emotional ties towards high times now i might not be have been a high times subscriber or a big reader but for what they represent and for what they've been doing for decades like even since the 70s you know or early 80s having high times is simply amazing and to see their transition into understanding hey we have a cannabis Thing or magazine that exists that can potentially make money, but guess what? No one's buying magazines. So let's go ahead and get with the 21st century. Now, I already had an episode about that, about how they should be going into in, into tech and going to digital media, which they are doing, but they're not monetizing as they should. And they're still doing the magazines. I mean, they're hired They they hired some cannabis influencers, believe it or not, to become salespeople for their magazines. In hindsight. It's not a, it wasn't a good idea, but I could see where they thought that was a lucrative deal. If you smoke weed and people are following you, let's go ahead and have you get a percentage off sales of selling our magazine. But no one cares about magazines anymore. And so what was High Time's bright idea? Now, the CEO stepped down. And they brought in a new, C- or oh, the CEO stepped down, or he got fired. They brought in the CEO of Overstock, that CEO, or one of the high execs from Overstock, to become the CEO in this High Times company. All right, we were ecstatic seeing that there's going to be a female CEO, and High Times is going to turn around, and it's going to be great. But it looked like in less than a year, all right, two CEOs of High Times have been gone and vanished and poofed away. And I commented on uh, Beard Bros Farms, who was another cannabis media entity on Instagram, that she jumped shit before it started sinking. Because if you see what Amazon, what uh, High Times is doing is, one, they decided to have this huge public offering like it was a GoFundMe. All right. They had people donate, donate. I call it donate, not really invest. But they fucking donated $11 to help their, to invest in "Quote unquote, invest in the high times before it goes public. Obviously, thinking if cannabis IPO at high times rather IPOs is going to lead to the stock doubling in price and thus doubling your money and all this other thing, all these other things. So before you be, can IPO, you have to follow all these." you know stipulations made by the uh social is a social the securities exchange commission aka the sec that makes sure that you're available and eligible to ipo you have to follow all these things to make sure you're a good business right even though some business could be shady and go through all of that stuff but that's no he no there. this like fda and pharmaceuticals right people jump through hoops to, to, to get fda approved but they also cut some some lines too and same thing on both sides but nonetheless, they decided to go IPO. And that was their whole big business model. And it was like, oh, yeah, high time's next move is going to IPO. That's such a smart business move. But is it? What am I investing in? And directly when that news dropped on this podcast, I came over here and told you the news. I told you how ecstatic, ecstatic I was for the – wow. That's how, you, that's how you can tell I care about something. I start stuttering like some that, that kid off Malcolm in the middle. Or oh, did he just breathe slow? Either way, I had foreseen the potential – growth and prosperity that can come with high times from going public. But I knew that what the hell am I investing into if I invest into high times? What do they produce other than a magazine, you know, and high times cups? And that's it. What's their product? What's something that's growing? So as mentioned earlier, even then, why don't they just sell weed if they're high times? Right. You have the branding already. You have the notoriety. People have trust knowing that you know what the hell you're doing and they'll buy your cannabis. But seemingly through this journey, they've gone through a couple of years trying to become a business that's not about to die. Business is trying to save themselves from being on life's death table with a respirator or some shit. They decide to go ahead and buy all of these cannabis licenses. And we thought, all right, they're buying the licenses. What are they gonna do with it? So they came out with a press release that basically lied and said that they had way more cannabis grows and or dispensaries than they said they would have. And when it came down to it, the response from it was like, yeah, these numbers are fraudulent. They don't have, this isn't true. And the reason why I'm saying that is they lied because they're about to go public, right? I believe uh, news got announced that high times have been given a green light by the SEC to IPO. I say it's a bad idea, I say stay private and try to figure out how you can become a profitable company, then become private, and now it's even better of an investment and better outlook for your company. But instead, you're trying to, you know what I'm saying, spit polish shit on a stick and try to sell it as something shiny, and it's not going to look good, right? So, all right, they've gotten a few licenses, they've gotten a few dispensers, and they've gotten a few grow. Now, time's gonna tell, are they doing this just to monetize? Are they doing all these moves and acquisitions and money spending for the simple fact that they want to go public and they want their money to come from the public market as opposed to the private customers that they're gonna serve? Because a lot of these companies who go private, you know, once they go private, they're, of course, want their company to grow, but a lot of their value comes from what's happening on the stock, right? When as soon as Tesla went private and it grew in stock price, Elon Musk became a billionaire, right? He wasn't a billionaire before that. So with that being said, these companies own a bunch of their own shares and you own a, a what? You can own 20% of a company and if there's, Stock went up by, let's say, what? It's a big financial, economic thing. Long story short, companies have a lot of stocks, aka shares, and these shares are owned by the owners. When he goes on the stock market and the IPOs and the price goes up, all prices of those shares go up in value. Therefore, if you're the owner of the company, you most likely going to have the most amount of shares available in the company, especially with your investors. So if your goal is to produce and make moves that make the news about your company sound great and the future looks bright, then chances are it's going to convince or trick or influence somebody to go ahead and invest in your company on the stock market and hopefully that's your saving grace and much less what you're actually producing right because i'm very skeptical here i already gave them the benefit of the doubt the first time and they proved me wrong because this woman stepped down from the company as ceo because she saw the shit show that was coming soon and especially as a female ceo you don't want negative connotation there because the glass ceiling already exists right and It was smart of her to save her career, save her reputation, and all those other things like other CEOs have done. Yo, right before the coronavirus hit, all these CEOs stepped down. Why? Because they don't want their record to look bad. already talked about that on numerous episodes before this one. And so she did the same. And so now they're having three CEOs in less than a year and a half. In less than a year and a half, you have three CEOs. That means something horrible is going on in the business. Something needs to be fixed and things do not look good. And if you're going to have news come out that, you know, you're getting new CEOs, it doesn't look good for investments. So maybe I want to go ahead and gas up and make look better. What really is is happening on the business end with high times, i.e. buying the licenses, getting the grows and getting the dispensaries. So that's was my deep dive as my deep dive is that, yo, High Times is reporting this news about growing cannabis and doing all these things, not because they want to serve the customers and make it a profitable part of their business. They're doing it really and announcing all these things in a large, grandiose way, right and on every financial tab and yada yada yada. They're having High Times. It's because they want to market their public offering that's it yo if you if you are signed up with high times by email i know i know for a fact that you are getting the same emails from high times i get them almost every other day it's the most annoying thing right so high Times sends emails that aren't of like listen if high times was smart okay they would simply do something like morning brew yeah you know what morning brew is it's a email newsletter that gives you all the updates about the business world and tech world all in one pretty smart and funny newsletter. You get it every morning, you read it just like a newspaper and you scroll through it in the mornings and you're good. And you got all this information from this one source. And guess what, people? It's free, all right? High Times needs to do a newsletter, all right? Because if your newsletter is good and they love what you're about to do and you're announcing all the cannabis information, People will go ahead and possibly trust you more enough to buy your magazines, go to your high-time shows, and you can make them a much more deeper, uh, engaged customer, all right? Because the newsletter for Morning Brew is so good, they have a deal with, uh, forgot what podcast company and distributor that is, forgot the name, is it Goop? No, I don't know. Anyway, there's a podcast company where Morning Brew is partnered with, and they make the Morning Brew podcast every week or every other week, interviewing big names in tech. They had Mark Cuban on the show. That came from a... Newsletter. So, if high times want to engage the cannabis community, get all of our emails. Don't send us emails about investing in your company. Don't, yo, if you have in your email invest now in bright red lettuce, don't invest in that company. When's the last time you saw Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Tesla ever go in your email and ask you personally, as a civilian, not an investing firm, not a hedge fund, to invest in their company? Never. You've never seen big businesses do this. You've never seen successful businesses asking you, the customer on the ground, you know what I'm saying? Invest in their company. When a when a company is asking for you to invest, that sounds like a GoFundMe. All right. That sounds like a plea for help. All right. They're on the ledge and they're just, They're on a ledge, they're not gonna jump, but they just want their attention, all right? They want you to care for them, all right? They want you to save them. That's all they really want, right? High times is void of the love it used to get in the past. It's void of the adoration that the cannabis community gave them. And so they're supplementing that with this ideal of, of, of growing cannabis and selling products. Now, is it a great idea? Absolutely. Will they focus only on producing high quality products? I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if they go public and they make a lot of money from going public and the stock goes up, they're going to have a lot more money available to invest in these cannabis products, and only then will I be on the side of High Times producing quality products. But all I see now or predict is going to be gimmicky shit, all right? High Times is going to do the thing where they probably co-brand with other notable brands close to the cannabis space but aren't really in cannabis. They're going to do the Netflix thing. Netflix had a weed show and then had strains that were named after their TV show in California because weed is legal there. They can do that. And people were able able to buy, you know, these cannabis names named after TV shows. If you like Orange and New Black, you got your crazy strain or whatever it is called. And I can see high times doing a bunch of these things because they're notoriety isn't fading. No, their notoriety has fade. Their respect has fade, but they do still carry clout in the industry. They still have validation. So all is not lost. All is not gone. And there's still a way to make it out of this high times. And speaking to you directly high times. If you're affiliated, know that you have the ability, you have the potentiality to gain back all of what you lost in the form of trust and love from the cannabis industry and adoration. It can be brought back. But make sure when you produce any product, not just a magazine, it's of high quality. That includes a flower. That includes a dispensary. That includes every touch point you're going to have. Because as you know, this coronavirus is killing off the local newspaper businesses. All right. So bad that Facebook has to donate money to some of these businesses because it knows that it's taking money out their hands. So high times, what are you going to do? Focus on IPOing or make a good product? We'll see. We'll see. So that has been another episode of High TV's Cannabis News Now. Just a quick recap. If you're only checking back on the second half of the episode, why would you do that? I don't know. Just scroll back to the front. But anyway, we have Corona News. San Francisco is giving cannabis and other drugs to help unhoused, sheltered-in-place homeless individuals. They're giving them their, their vices to keep them calm and cool and behaved, much more importantly, while they're in the shelter doing this virus. All right. MMJ's pivot to telemedicine. You're on the FaceTime with your doctor. You're able to get your weed description and get your weed delivered all at the same damn time. 420 numbers are in and they're not looking good. All right. We may have been up and high as hell doing 420, but all them prices, all them sales, they went low. Or the Revenue went low. That was a, almost a great... A little pun but whatever so yeah sales are on 420 uh adult use marijuana sales in illinois has been the highest it's ever been even though we're on a pandemic and even though things are locked down so maybe things are going to look bright for illinois once everything opens back up right if everyone else is losing and illinois is winning i can only see them getting higher numbers than this in the future Next, not next, we deep dove into high times and talk about how, again, they have failed all of us in the cannabis industry. I mean, they're still producing a magazine. It's still being true, but it looks like they're focused more on making monetary moves and not really connect to the culture. I'm not seeing high times connect to the culture as it used to. Yes, they have high cup, the high times cup, and they, and, and they give all these awards. That's their best touch point. But business wise, I'm seeing things I just don't like. All right. And listen, I'm not gonna tell you not to invest in high times stock, but I'm just saying from my perspective, I don't like it. It doesn't look good. All right, Ben and Jerry's and a bunch of others are joining people around the country who are trying to fight cannabis reform. They're trying to change things, make things more available, make things more fair and and basically clean up the industry because honestly cannabis is an industry created almost to fail. So many arrests, so many so many so many more cannabis arrests and so many more cannabis business failures especially after this coronavirus, if you couldn't survive the loss in customer capacity. And last but not least, we talked about Florida. Florida High Court considers game-changing marijuana cases. One, to make it more horizontal, and two, to make a marijuana ballot for a recreational in a few years. And the fact that you have more horizontal businesses in that one case, that maybe one, can lead to the diminishing of vertical businesses like MedMen, who just recently closed down five. Yep, one, two, three, four, five Florida cannabis medical marijuana shops recently. So now a lot not looking good for yo, know, that shit was crazy. You heard that? Not a lot of cannabis uh, vertical businesses will fare well, but we will see. So, again, you can't say I can't come in here and give you guys an episode. I dropped the episode on your head top, and I feel like it was a good one. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and share it on Twitter. Go ahead and share it on Reddit or whatever group you're in. And let people know that there is a cannabis podcast where you can learn, where you can listen, and where you can enjoy and maybe even be entertained for a while, either informationally or funnily. Is that a word? Funnily? Funnel cake. Anyway, that was corny. Anyway, next share podcast. Follow us on Shopify. Shopify. Follow us on Spotify. You see where my attention is. Subscribe to us on Google Play <laughs> and go ahead and uh, share the podcast on Facebook, yo. I love you guys. Shout out to y'all for listening. Y'all yeah, came in heavy. Always do. Much love. I mean, oh, last but not least, check me out. right, I featured on the podcast. Yes, your boy, your boy High TV has been on the podcast, a.k.a. Des. It's a Green Bakers podcast. It just came out on Thursday. Yours truly is on the episode. We talk about a bunch of different products, a bunch of different topics. My brain is completely on something else. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, we're on the podcast. We're talking about topics. It's fun. It's engaging. And it's only the first half. I'm, I'm sure the next or it's part two will be released on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. If you haven't got enough of me now, go ahead and check me out on the green bakers podcast on Spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts. I am the latest episode. This has been another episode of high TV. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned. Stay high. High TV.